I've just seen a woman walk by with a dog, a uh, Yorkshire Terrier, wearing a coat with a sort of leopard print on it. It looks absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen it before. Uh, and there's a car going past and it was a white van. Um, I'm using, I've got new coasters actually, for the tea. Uh, and the sun's out, I'm feeling quite cheerful today. So welcome to episode 137 of Mr. Burt Pods. I had to do that twice actually because I couldn't remember whether it was episode 126 or 137. Either way, it's terribly impressive. I'm just fiddling around my new coasters. Um, I've got we've got new coasters, and um, I'm a bit perturbed today. More on that anon. Uh, anyway, I'm back from Harrogate, obviously, uh, which was quite um, long, tiring uh, experience, and. Um, where am I? Anyway, so yoga. Uh, apologies for anyone who goes into a cold sweat at that word, yoga. I got some feedback from somebody uh, uh, to say uh, the mention of yoga put them into a cold sweat. Um, I don't know where I am now. Okay, so I went for runs. No, I didn't. I did yoga. I'm very pleased, actually, because I'm now on day 21 of yoga. Uh, I've done it every, I've done it five days a week. I'm drinking tea because I'm, although the sun's out, I'm a bit chilly. Um, I've done it five days a week and I am feeling so much better for it. And I don't know why I haven't uh, ever managed to do it every day before. Just sheer laziness. They're only 20 minutes. So I just get up, have a shower and do them and then get on with the day. Um, my breathing is a lot better actually because I've also been doing my daily breathing uh, which is five minutes of count for three in, hold for four, and count for five out. Uh, and I'm just trying... Actually, one listener, uh, and this is quite serious, uh, has suffered hideously from long COVID, and uh, one of them... Who that is? I'm going in next door. Mm, that's interesting. Um... Anyway, uh, the long COVID, one of the effects of long COVID is uh, affected their breathing and they're sort of leaving next door. It's a bit strange. Um, one of the effects of long COVID is, uh, has affected their breathing and they're sort of having to relearn how to breathe properly again. I think the lung, lung capacity uh, had gone, had been... Um, not doing very well today. I'm, I'm very tired. Uh, it's been reduced. And I do remember when I was doing my um, meditative uh, stuff online uh, during lockdown that um, the yoga teacher who did the meditation and needed it was a white man going past. I'm totally distracted today. Um, said. Um, Always said breathe in and then breathe in that little bit more. So you just get a little bit more in and when you breathe out, push a little bit more out at the end. And we really don't as a woman pushing a pusher right down the middle of the road. A, a white van has just whizzed around the corner uh, and she's now walking down the middle of the road with a pusher. Oh, there's two of them. How sensible. Two adults with a pusher walking down the middle of the road. Um, so uh, I'm very distracted. There's an awful lot going on outside today. And, um, yeah, we don't use the full capacity of our lungs. So I'm really practicing 
breathing very slowly and filling up my lungs and pushing all the air out. And apparently my um, heartbeat is, has slowed, not, not too much. Um, so it must be having an effect. I'm very pleased about that, actually. Because that means I'll be getting less anxious. Um, then, uh, where was I? Yeah, so I did my yoga. That was all fine. Uh, and she does a really nice mixture of different things. It was, uh, I don't know what we were doing this morning. I think we were resetting or something, I can't remember. But I enjoyed it. And uh, then I went for my run, which I completely forgot to look at. So I don't know how long it took me. Um, I had noticed, or someone else commented, that I'd got quite fast in, uh, oh, it was Darren, in um, Harrogate. But it was because basically the route I ran was flat, as Harrogate's on a hill, but... Uh, most of Harrogate itself is flat, and that muzzle hill, which is up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, uh, which is why I always take a long time doing my uh, 5k. I do all right, actually. I'm quite pleased about it. So that was nice, because the sun was out today. It's really lovely outside. I've been a bit gloomy the past two days, partly because I'm completely washed out after the trip to Harrogate, and partly because it's just one of those awful days where it just never got light. It was just a grey, overcast day all day, and it always pulled my mood down. I actually think I'm ready for uh, spring now. I'm quite looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, so that was that. Anyway, so the day was all a bit... Uh, I've had uh, this thing through the... Well, I've had two now. I've got another one this morning saying uh, I'm up for a targeted lung uh, examination or test or something. I don't know why I can't tell you what it was because I've actually had two leaflets. Um, and I thought it was a bit odd. Uh, I thought it was like just testing everybody randomly and then it said testing people uh, who smoked or had smoked in the past. So I just thought, oh, well, they're just sending it out to everybody willy-nilly because I've never smoked. And um, I couldn't quite work out what you had to do anyway. Uh, you had to ring a, a line. Uh, I got another leaflet, exactly the same letter this morning. So I rang it this morning, uh, first thing this morning. We got off on the wrong foot with the man at the other end. I can't remember why. I think I misheard him and then I annoyed him. Uh, and then he annoyed me because he didn't have my details. So I had to go and look for my NHS number, which was in a folder uh, in a box under the bed. So that went down really well. So by that time, we were both uh, both each other's biggest fans. And then um, and then, I, and then he asked me uh, my name and I think I gave him my address. And then he asked me my address and I gave him my date of birth, something that all got a bit... Oh, there's another white man. It all got a bit fraught. And... Um, then he said, oh, well, I'll well, start the questions. Now I'm going to ask you some questions uh, just to answer yes or no. So that's fine, isn't it? So the first question was, have you smoked more than 100 cigarettes in your life? And I said, no. And he went, in your, your whole life? And I went, no. He said, in your lifetime? I went, no, I don't smoke, never have done. And then he said, oh, well, that's the end of the test then. And that was it. That was it. That was it. The whole thing finished. A uh, complete waste of time, to be honest. Uh, so I got a bit cross about that. Um, then the other thing is, the neighbour downstairs, uh, his car has been parked in the spot where uh, I usually park our car. So I've been a little bit irritated by that. Um, and then anyway, uh, I had no reason to be irritated because I found out from them that their uh, Catholic catalytic converter or I don't know what it is had been stolen uh, apparently I don't even know what these things are other than that they're stolen for so they can be uh, scrapped and people can make money from them 
uh, they basically disable your car so you can't drive and it costs thousands to get it sorted out. It's a horrible nasty thing to do. Uh, it can be done in about 50 seconds apparently. And um, anyway, the long and the short of that is uh, at the expense of the... Uh, it is just a terrible thing to do. If you rely on your car for whatever reason, I mean really rely on it, not, not that we don't rely on our car in the slightest, um, you know, there could be people with all sorts of life emergencies that they need a car. Uh, it's just terrible. It's just, ugh, I don't know, it's just beyond. Anyway, um, so I've been parking the car all over the place and it differently, and then, and and then now it seems like everybody's parking their car in different places, and it's just, um, it's just unsettling. Uh, and, and at the moment, uh, I've had to park the car. In front of the flat, ironically, where it never is normally parked. Uh, and I had to faff around and get it up to the pavement. And then I got out and it was at a funny angle, so I had to get back in again and straighten it up. Except I didn't straighten it up. I seemed to achieve absolutely nothing and it was still at a funny angle. And then the third time I managed to get it vaguely straight. I'm not really obsessed about things being straight normally, but when the car's not parked straight, it's just <laughs> really irritating. So it's been quite stressful this morning, actually, because all that went on. And... Um, that aside, yeah, so I went up to Harrogate on uh, Sunday, uh, oops, that's squeaky. and um, came back on Wednesday. So I did Mr. Burt last week, didn't I? I was, I was on a beam, yeah, I'm well up back in the, uh, I was on a beanbag, I'm now back into the rocking chair. I actually got, I was quite good with the beanbag, and I think it might again be yoga. I managed to stand up and sit down in it without falling over or grabbing anything. So I was quite pleased with that. I de I'm definitely running better. I'm, I'm running straighter. Uh, I'm usually hunched over uh, and I'm breathing a lot better. So I think all this breathing and yoga is all working together very well. So I'm very pleased with all this. Anyway, so um, I can't even remember what I did up in Harrogate. It seems so long ago. I drifted around and I saw my friend who wasn't ill. I went over for, what did I do? I had a, a lot of perturbation, that's not even a word, and by the way, if there's anybody Irish listening to this, you know who you are, um, flimflam is not a British, so British word, it is just a useful word that covers whatever I was describing at the time, and I don't need to be told that flimflam is just so British, um, that's that little rant over. Um, then we've got we've got our Irish people listening. It's very stressful, and uh, they've got opinions, and uh, they make their opinions known. So um, I don't know where I was. Oh yeah, so I got quite stressed because uh, I think I spent one morning just driving around Harrogate trying to charge the car up because basically they've got one charging point in Harrogate uh, which has three machines, and that's it. For the whole of Harrogate, which is a quite a big town. Um, and I got into a pickle because I sat waiting. And then this other, because you were only allowed to stay there for half an hour, which doesn't charge, well, didn't charge the car any near where I needed to get. Uh, so, they, of course, they were all taken when it was another car coming and getting distracted again. Um, so, anyway, of course, the three places were taken up. So I sat for a while nearby waiting. And then this other car came up, and then I was sort of in their way. I sort of 
fiddled around and got out of their way. I got into a flim flam. And um, then as I'd done that, one of the cars that was charging pulled out, went off, and then the car just got out of the way or went in and I was just really annoyed. So anyway, it turned out in Killing Hall, which is uh, not very, it's sort of a satellite village of Harrogate, pretty much joined onto it. Uh, Behind the co-op, they've got uh, a little, well, they've got two, they've got two decent chargers. Uh, no one there, so I managed to get the car charged. Um, I've never felt so stressed on a on a trip actually, because the A one is terrible. There's hardly anything uh, to do on there, and you end up having uh, major Sunday lunches. I'm still not over that Sunday lunch. It was the biggest lunch I've ever eaten in my life. Um, and then, yeah, so that was that. And so Sunday, Monday was just all flapping around doing that. And then uh, Sunday evening, I went over to my friends and they cooked well I was going to say they cooked a meal they didn't actually because I was uh, prepared I'd pre-cooked batch cooked uh, the usual meal so I just took a couple up with me uh, that's no disrespect to their ability to cook and um, it just means I would have otherwise thrown them food that I cooked away there's another oh another pram another push chair going down the middle of the road what is going on today I'm sorry oh Anyway, oh no, they've gone off the pavement now. So then, uh, then I can't remember. Then so that was that. And then Wednesday, Tuesday morning, I, uh, I don't know what I did Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday afternoon, I met my friend in. We went to Hollow Gardens, which is an rural horticultural society garden, uh, often seen on Gardeners World, and similar programs, and. Um, They've transformed it actually since I was last there, which was some years back. It's really lovely. Even in the winter, it's really beautiful. Um, well worth a visit, actually. It's one of the things I really would say visit if you ever, anyone is ever near Harrogate is Harlow Cog Island. Although usually they're out teeming with people. And of course, Betty's. Um, Betty's uh, is. Uh, anyone who's never been to Harrogate always knows about Betty's, which is one of the biggest rip offs you can imagine. It's just people just queue. To go into Betty's, it's really good. It's just a tea room. It's just an upmarket tea room. It's not that nice, to be honest. And people just queue to get into it. And they've opened a uh, branch in Harlakar. So, of course, there's even more people go to Harlakar now, which is really annoying. So, don't go to Betty's. And um, yeah, Harrogate's a bit sad, actually, but I think it's that post pandemic um, high street thing uh, where sort of it just hasn't found its feet again. There's sort of shops closed and uh, mind you, it was all ruined when they built the uh, shopping centre there, but that's another story. And um, oh, more people walking by. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, the, it's, the, it's the same couple with the pushchair. They've now got two children with them. Uh, one child is walking and one child is sitting in the pushchair and they're still going up the middle of the road. I mean, it's absolutely astonishing. I know where they've come from. I mean, if a van, I am not, I'm being perfectly serious now. If a van at speed came around the corner now, it would hit them. I'm actually getting quite upset about it because it's not funny. It's just stupid behaviour. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know where I was now because those people have upset me so much. So that was that. And then uh, I'm saying that was that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um... Uh, Betty's, I think, probably. 
And then, uh, yeah, so that was that. And then I had an evening. Uh, I watched a film. What did I watch? I watched a film called Under the Shadow, which is very good, actually, uh, uh, which was a ghost story. Uh, I think he's a British director-writer, but uh, of Iranian descent, and it is set in Iran during the... just after the Cultural Revolution. Uh, and it's about a woman who becomes sort of trapped very slowly and gradually in a apartment with uh, a nasty uh, thing that has come into the house through an unexploded bomb that comes crashing through the or missile that comes crashing through the roof. Uh, so it's it's got a, a a strongly political edge to it, uh, commenting on the position of women in Iran, and it's genuinely very frightening and creepy and just a really good ghost story. It's it's really really good. Under the shadow, can highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's on Netflix, and then um, and then I came back. Coming back wasn't so bad for stopping at car charging places. What did I do for lunch? I had sandwiches rather than uh, a ten course meal, and. Um, I basically took my time. It took about seven hours, which sounds ridiculous, but the car did need about an hour and a half, two hours charging. And uh, where's the other place I charged? Oh, I actually went to a McDonald's, but uh, I didn't go into McDonald's, but McDonald's are usefully have chargers. Um, so I had three breaks and um, then managed to come to London just in rush hour, which is fabulous. Uh, timed that really well. And um, yeah, that was that. And I'm... I've been absolutely zonked. I've spent all Saturday and Sunday just lying in bed. I was so tired. So I think it's, uh, I think it took more out of me than I thought. I'm still upset about the garden being paved over. I can't remember had I gone back to the garden when I did Mr. Bert. I did go back in the daytime. I can't remember all this. Uh, but the whole garden's been paved over and um, it was just a bit upsetting. I don't understand. I just don't get it. And it, it's the sort of house that it's just a very ordinary house with a beautiful garden. So, you know, you buy that house for the garden, really. And then you destroy the whole garden. Lots of cars going past. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, and then, so that was that Thursday. I think I was just a bit like a zombie. And Friday, I had a little bit of work uh, doing the lighting on two performances of Much Ado about nothing being done by the National Youth Theatre, which are very good, actually. They'd set it in... Uh, well, I someone told me what the setting was, and I sort of inwardly groaned. They'd set it on a Love Island-type uh, scenario. Uh, but actually, in reality, it was very, very well done indeed. And it was very funny and poignant. And they, instead of it being gimmicky, the idea of the Love Island thing, they actually uh, they did it very well. It wasn't all Shakespeare. It was like an adaptation of the play. So there were bits where they bits where they just had written their own script around the Love Island setup, but the basic story and the uh, and the majority of uh, the language was Shakespeare's, uh, and I was very impressed with that. I have to say they were a nice little bunch. Um, yeah, that was that was very nice to see uh, young people doing really good work in the theatre like that. And I know the National Youth Theatre has a very very good reputation. I've never seen them do anything before. I also went back to my old theatre, what I consider my old theatre, uh, which has been redone up and is absolutely beautiful. It's a little theatre 
and um, it's been completely repainted uh, and gone back to the glory of when it was first opened. Absolutely beautiful. So I was really, really happy about that. That cheered me up because it had been a little bit run down. Uh, that was nice. And then um, on Sunday, we went to an exhibition which I can't recommend anymore because it's finished at the Welcome Institute. Uh, I always forget the Welcome Institute is one of the most interesting places in London. Uh, it does exhibitions that sort of unite art and science uh, and sort of general culture. And this was called The Art of Sitting. No, it wasn't. It was called In Plain Sight. Uh, and it varied. Each room actually could have been in a bigger exhibition in its own right. But it looked at the position of the eye as a symbol uh, in different cultures. It looked at the spectacles as works of art. It looked at spectacles as all the different uses and the history of uh, the eye and how people... And unbelievably, it was in 1030-something. That's the 11th century that a man... Uh, and I think he was, I can't remember where he was from. Um, he was Muslim, I think. Uh, could have been a rain. Uh, no, I can't remember. I need to look it up. He, did, he worked out that uh, it is wavelengths uh, hitting objects that allow us to see. I'm not going to go into that. If anyone is interested in sight and colour and all this sort of stuff, I can recommend the Curious Cases of Rutherford and Fry from uh, Radio 4. They do, uh, I think the last one of the last series is all, is all about colour and seeing, and it is absolutely fascinating. And then at the end, uh, there was a series of, ex of art done by visually impaired artists, and the best one, well, I thought was the best, was a film of this man, his, I think he's Canadian. He's, he, I'm not sure how much sight he's got or I'm not whether he's totally without sight, but basically he'd thrown away his uh, walking cane and in its place it got a marching band uh, and they'd worked together. It sounds funny and it was funny, but it was so beautiful. Basically they'd worked out to play a tune uh, to let him know he he could just walk straight ahead without any obstacles. Uh, if he sped up, they sped up. If he slowed down, they slowed down. And then they would have signals within the music that he needed to step up a step or down a step or stop. Um, and eventually he walked around so confidently because he was just walking really, really fast. And he even said, actually, some of the band were out of breath. Um because he was walking so quickly and his liberation was just extraordinary and it was it he was walking around a town he'd never been around before he did go into an underground car park where it got a bit worrying but um because of all the obstacles but um he went in and out of shops in and out of buildings up and down the streets it's amazing it's absolutely just amazing uh, thing and he looks really interesting but he was an uh, artist in residence at the va vna some years back and i really wish i'd gone and seen what he did and of course, I can't remember his name. Pointless trying. Uh, so, yeah, so that's all that. Uh, we started finally watching Happy Valley. And uh, to counteract that, we're watching uh, Agent Carter with the amazing, uh, one of my favourite actors, Hayley Atwell, uh, who's just stupendous. Which reminds me, I've got 
so many things I want to go and see at the theatre at the moment. Talking of which, uh, the, uh, the National Treasure has started now uh, and uh, did eventually bother to get back to me, thanking me for the card that I uh, very kindly put in uh, for them at stage door. I just think it took rather a long time. Uh, and I do want to finish by plugging once more Sally Bailey's podcast, A Reading Life, A Writing Life, uh, which is beautiful. I think she's up to nine episodes now. They're only about 15, 20 minutes long. Uh, you can find them on uh, Spotify and all sorts of different places that do um, podcasts. And uh, yeah, they're really, really lovely. It's Sally Bailey, B-A-Y-L-E-Y, A Reading Life, A Writing Life. Please do listen. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to say thank you for listening. <laughs>